Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This morning, the Fraser Institute uh, has a new study out on modern monetary theory, focusing on the risks that the federal government is taking uh, by issuing its own currency to pay off debt, what that could mean for all of us down the road. Uh, Steve Globerman is uh, from the Fraser Institute. He's a resident scholar there, and he joins us now. Steve, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Why don't we just start basically modern monetary theory? What what are we talking about here? What is the government up to? Basically, the principle of modern monetary theory is that the government has no fiscal constraint on its spending as long as it, it's a sovereign issuer of currency. That is, it has a central bank that issues money uh, that's uh, uniformly and universally accepted within the country, as Canada does, as the U.S. does, uh, in which case the government can sell debt to the central bank. The central bank can effectively print money, electronic money, to pay for the government's debt and not charge the government interest, and if it comes to it, basically forgive the debt or roll it over indefinitely uh, because, uh, really, it has control of, 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 of the money supply, and if it chooses to spend money buying government debt, um, well, there you go. That's modern monetary theory. So, essentially, they're just making money, essentially, printing money. It's not owed to anybody else, and it's not tied to any sort of physical assets. Well, it's not tied to a physical asset directly, of course. I mean, what, what the money is being used for, I mean, imagine the, the central bank, the Bank of Canada, is the government's banker. And just as you could walk into your bank and ask for a loan, mm-hmm. um, the government can go to the central bank, the Bank of Canada, and effectively ask for a loan by saying, could you please buy our, our bonds? And, and so, whereas you might go to a bank and say, can I get uh, X dollars on my credit card right. or Y dollars on an IOU, the, the government will say, can I get X dollars by selling you X dollars worth of bonds? Now, the bonds presumably are being used for finance spending, and some of that spending might be physical assets, but what the Bank of Canada is actually holding are IOUs from the government. Okay, now um, we've seen a tremendous amount of borrowing happening during this pandemic, you know, levels we have never, ever seen before. That's how all this is being financed, the same way? Well, uh, there's a little bit of a nuance here because um, there's a distinction between the Bank of Canada buying government bonds from private holders of bonds, uh, distinct from the Bank of Canada buying the bonds directly from the government. So uh, there's there's uh, billions of dollars of, of government debt being held by pension funds and life insurance companies and private investors. And what the Bank of Canada has been doing is buying these bonds uh, in some amount from all these private holders in order to bring down interest rates. What's distinctive about modern monetary theory is that the Bank of Canada would buy the bonds directly from the government, not from private holders. Um, and um, that, 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 makes, that makes it different from what traditionally has been called quantitative easing. Um, right. So 
in the last year, uh, 2020, uh, the majority of government bonds were bought, bought directly by the Bank of Canada uh, to finance the COVID uh, crisis expenditures. If this keeps up, this would be a distinct departure from what went on in 2019, 2018, 2017, where government debt was being purchased by the Bank of Canada, but purchased from private investors, meaning the Bank of Canada had to pay a competitive price for those assets. Now, I'm no economist, but I mean, isn't history sort of littered with situations where the government starts just printing massive amounts of money and basically you end up into a horrible situation with massive amounts of inflation and things like that? What are the risks that we're running here? Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, one, one can point to any number of historical examples of where the government practiced, effectively practiced modern monetary theory. And we had massive inflation, and we're talking about the Weimar Republic. We're talking about more recently Greece. We're talking sure. about more recently Latin America. And and that was the outcome. The outcome was um, a lot of inflation. Are we nearing, I mean, at this point, we're not hearing any alarm bells, certainly from the federal government. It's working out for them. But um, where are we at in terms of that that path? I, I, I don't know that we're going down that path, but just what are the risks that we're taking on now and how close are we to a, a really precarious situation? Well, the monetary theorists would say we're not close because we've had under 2% inflation for the last two decades, and they believe that there's a lot of slack in the economy. Um, more recently, there have been some economists who would have called themselves um, um, Democrats or, or liberals in the Canadian sense that is favoring a lot of government spending, but raising alarm bells mm -hmm. that maybe we're a lot closer to full employment than some people think, in which case the risk of inflation is fairly high. Now, let me just say very quickly, the modern monetary theorists would say, look, if we see inflation coming, we can always increase taxes to cut down on private spending, which would slow down the economy. So the modern monetary theorists aren't saying don't pay any attention to inflation. They believe that somehow we can manage inflation by raising taxes if there's inflation or lowering taxes if there's deflation. And the, the point we make in the essay is that it's really politically very difficult yeah. to adjust tax rates that way. Are there any instances where they can point to this modern monetary theory and say, see, it works, this is a good idea, this is what we should be doing? Well, uh, the, the short answer is is no, be, because um, what they do point to is the last, well, let's say post-2009, when we had the massive housing crisis and the recession, the modern monetary theorists would argue that, well, what happened after that was there was a lot of government spending and the government borrowed a lot of money, both in the U.S. and Canada, um, and, and in Europe and Japan, for that matter, and we didn't see any inflation. Hmm. So, well, okay, so let's just go the next step further. Rather than practice quantitative easing, let's just go the whole hog and practice modern monetary theory. We, we see that, this is the modern monetary theory saying, we see that there was a lot of government spending and nothing, no, no trouble. We didn't have inflation. So they would argue that that would be evidence that um, it works. But, of course, the point I'm making is that it wasn't truly what we've had up till now has not been truly modern monetary theory, with the exception maybe of 2020. Okay, so what's the better way of doing this? What should they be doing? 
Well, what what we should be doing is uh, <laughs> is is being honest about what the real cost of government spending is, yeah. and that's and that's to that's to either either uh, uh, pay pay through taxes, pay for it through taxes. And now I want to be careful here. If if the government is making twenty year investments, it doesn't want to take all the payment from the taxpayer in one year and sure. spread the taxes out over twenty years. But that would be the honest way to do it. Right, yeah. Uh, interesting stuff, Steve. A little concerning, I've got to say. Yeah, it is. Appreciate your time. Thanks very much, Steve. Okay, you're welcome. That is Steve uh, Globerman from the Fraser Institute.